Before we get into today's episode, Jill and I want to take this moment to thank our beloved patrons. Thank you. They have been so supportive over the last couple of months, and we're sending out some wonderful goodies to them this coming week. If you're interested to see our Patreon tiers or to support the show, please visit the link on our Instagram or our website, themothballprophecies.com, for all of the information and all of the goods. We hope to see you there. Yes. Enjoy today's episode. Thanks, guys. You see, people collect all kinds of things. New, old, priceless, worthless. Darling, it doesn't matter what. I simply must know why. Those mothballs shouldn't get to keep all the secrets. This is the Mothball Prophecies. Hello and welcome to the Mothball Prophecies. I'm Samantha Mashburn. And I'm Jill Huffman. Today we're sitting down with a Texan who has a deep love for all things paper. From old photos, forgotten to time, and labels meant to be tossed in the bin. Welcome to the show, Birdie of Feed the Birdies on Instagram. Hello. Welcome. I'm so excited to meet you guys. (laughs) I... I am so excited and thanks for being here and thanks for reaching out and all of those things. It was just like meant to be. And I love that. I absolutely believe that too. I absolutely believe that too. I have goosebumps. I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) And we have had people on the show before that collect ephemera, Mm -hmm. but we have not had somebody on that strictly collects or deals in ephemera. And I'm very excited to get into all of that. And then I have some things that I have gotten or run across that I want to send to you because I think they'll be appreciated. In oh, your space. fantastic. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. I, I bought this collection of journals from an estate sale and they were daily journals and there's like five and she never made it past the first week of February. Oh, that's <laughs> hilarious. That's never. me. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Same. <laughs> Big fan of buying them, never oh, use them. I know. Then you have like 12 sitting next to your nightstand. You're like, well, I should write in one of those one day. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. That's why I got rid of my drawer nightstand because yeah. I was just stashing fucking paper in it. Yeah. And so I was like, remove the temptation. Now yes. it's open. Does not have a door. <laughs> that's hilarious. Uh, yeah. 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 No, no, no more. Mm-mm. No more. Mm-mm. It's no. hard to stop though. It's really yeah. hard to stop. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, they make them so pretty. They really nice. do. And I like know. all the pretty markers that you can get with it. Yes. Yeah. I tried doing, what is it? Like Exhibit you make a. your own. <laughs> yes. yeah. I mean, you make the own journal. I was like, I'll try it. And then I was like, this is stupid. I have no time mm-hmm. for this. I have had the best luck with bullet journaling. And I keeping can't. That's what I can't. That. I can't bullet journal. I yeah, have no, to. No. I think it has something to do with the ADHD brain. I Because mm-hmm. bullet journaling is the best. And really quite truthfully, my teacher planner is a mead three subject notebook because I can write on every page. I I use my markers and make the day of the week really pretty, put the date on it, and then that is my plan. Mm-hmm. And it works so well. Yeah. Then I don't feel like confined to a box. Yeah, what I, it tells me to do. I'm like, ah, yeah, yeah see, I'm I too don't much of like a perfectionist. That. Yeah. 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 And if it doesn't turn out the way I imagine it, I'm like, screw it. This mm-hmm. is stupid. <laughs> and yeah. then buy another one next week. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I'll just buy the one that's already made out. And I'm like, thank you. I just like, yeah. I fill it in. That's hilarious. I've been like listening to a lot of books and I want to take notes because I can't sit and read a book. I just cannot. 
And so I was listening and I was like, I need something to take like little notes in. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I got a notebook that had like my expenses for my taxes written in the front. And I was like, I can't use this one. And then I was like, you fucking dumbass, rip the pages out. (laughs) So I ripped the pages out and I was like, okay, there you go. Good job. Nice job. It's so dumb. I do this. Like this one's already for this. Yeah. This is for gardening and this is for this. And no, but bullet journaling is nice for like, because some tasks you don't get done and then like that feeling of not having it done. So the system of bullet journaling, if you've never looked into it, is efficient if your brain doesn't work in the way of neurotypicalness of like completing a task or having things done and like the way you can move it. And so when I take notes or keep notes now, I use the bullet journaling method and it works pretty well for me. Mm -hmm. So there's bullet journaling mothball corner. Yeah. <laughs> for all of those you poor Jill totally strapped in with two I'd be down. I know. No, it's okay I'm surrounded by them it's fine I this feel like true. I just like like I'm the center of a new you know the I mean, atom yeah. and I just you're collect. the nucleus yeah we're the mitochondria <laughs> <laughs> powerhouse of the cell that's, I, that's you know what that's what I need right now because I have no energy yeah and I gotta get like plug in like cone heads I but know. not sexually and just give you what I, I have know, today right I know and I had the stupid thought of well I need to I have to cut down on my coffee intake mm, that sounds awful. and I'm just like Ugh. Jill showed up and I was on the porch well, and I was like I'll bring it down eventually but like hey yeah I told her not to because my energy is not where it usually is. So you have to. That's okay. I'll carry, carry it. Up the Did your kitten just try yeah, to Betty, join in? But I have a cat named Betty. She's a calico, and she just like hopped into the screen. She's like me. Oh. It's me. hi, Betty. What do you yeah. collect? Treats, <laughs> <Yeah>. marbles, <laughs> pieces of paper doesn't. under the couch. Yeah, it's it's funny how cats like steal things. Like we have three cats, and one is bless his heart. He's on his last leg. He's eighteen, and just. Oh. Just he just a little man, but the other one, like she steals things. Mm-hmm. And I had these little um, embroidered uh, monograms, like really, really old ones that were the letter A. And her name is Goose. I don't know why she was collecting the letter A, but she kept <laughs> taking them. And I was saving them for a friend. Well, I gathered up everything. I thought I had them all. And then one day I picked up a rug and there was another one. And I was like, well, Goose, I guess you get to keep this one. <laughs> it's yours. But it's so funny what they take. But they, Betty used to steal Polly Pocket dresses out of Kate's closet. <laughs> And she would play with those. So we'd find Polly Pocket dresses everywhere. Mm-hmm. So. A is for ass hat. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's yeah. true. Um, yeah. My cats somehow found all of the marbles my child had. Oh, no. And so when I clean the house now, I'm just like throwing marbles away. Oh, I'm like, it's no. So- <laughs> and I opened my closet the other day and there was 15 fucking marbles in there. And I was like, you <laughs> sons of... They stash them. <laughs> hmm Yeah. Or, yeah, they're just, I have two cats that we got in January for my son. And yeah. one of them is named, this is full legal name, <laughs> PRTS Bathtub Washington. Oh. My son would not budge. Tried. Uh, Tried. Mm, okay. <laughs> he goes, but bathtub. And then the other one is Binks. They're both oh. black cats. No, his name is Binks. Mm-hmm. I had Our, to. My little black bunny <laughs> is named Binks. And I just call him that because Bunny's Binky. And so I started oh. calling him Binks. I think that like something. I didn't even know it was a name. Binks is the name of the black cat from Hocus Pocus, which was a formative movie for me. Oh. Mm-hmm. So Binks no is the idea. Zachary Binks. 
Yeah. Yeah. Thackeray. Thackeray Binks. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> he goes by uh, Binks, Binkies, Binkelstein. Yeah. A Binkin. Oh. <laughs> you give him all the little nicknames. That's fine. Mm-hmm. And oh. bathtub's just bathtub. Oh, he, I mean, that's yeah. enough. He doesn't need any more. He, yeah. And, no, there's no other explanation for that. No, yeah. and I forget, you know, that his name's bathtub and I'll be telling a story, right? <laughs> like, my cats are dicks. I said, bathtub, <laughs> climbed my shower curtain and somebody will go, what's his name? I said, oh, bathtub. Yeah. That's bathtub. Mm-hmm. He's, a, he's, you know, he looks like somebody didn't finish his cat code. He's fluffy. He's got like an owl face. He looks just kind of undone. That's hilarious. Not a thought behind his eyes. And Binks, it's like Pinky in the Brain. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Yes. Binks, Binks caught on real quick to like don't get right in Mom's face in the morning. Bathroom yeah. still working on it. Yeah, workshopping it. That that's how my two girls. I've got dogs. Oh, <laughs> so I don't have the cat crazies. I've got the dog. I've got a. Uh, uh, I don't know what she is. She's a shepherd mix, my redheaded um, Piper. She's my good girl. Mm-hmm. And then I have Lola, who I call her Tub Tubs because she's <laughs> half lab and she's just a giant of a dog. Mm-hmm. And she, there's nothing in the there's nothing in the shed. <laughs> I tell I always tell her I'm like you're the stupidest thing ever, but I love you so <laughs> much. And she just has these like, oh, yeah. okay. Like she's just like thanks, mom. Thank you. Like, yeah. Piper's like yeah, idiot. Oh no. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's I love so it. funny. Yeah, they're my so, girls, they're the yeah. best. They're my dogs. My dog is 14 and he just sleeps all day. His name's Rudy. Aww. He's a long-haired dachshund. Oh. His his names are Doodle, Dudenstein, Rubenza, <laughs> Ruben, Rubens, uh, Doodle Boy, Doody Bop. He, oh. We've had him for 14 wow. years. So. Yeah. I need to up the game on my nicknames for my girls. Yeah. Because yeah. I just call Piper, she's usually Pua Pig. Oh, oh Pua Pig. How and cute. then Lola is either Lolo or Tub Tubs. Those are cute. Um, Rudy can't hear me call him anything now. So, yeah. Yeah. That's oh, how me go too. Bless All right, you ADHD hear. twins. Yes. Back on track. <laughs> Back on track. I feel like that's yeah. why I'm here. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> Jill's got the buzzer. I'm so glad she does because otherwise it'd be mm-hmm, hours. This is why Sam and I work so well together. Because yes, she, she doesn't take offense when I'm like, all right. She's my bumper back, rails for bowling. Back onto the freeway, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you grew up in Texas and you still live in Texas, correct? I still live in Texas. I grew up in Burke Burnett. Um, actually, well, I was born in Tulsa. And when my parents divorced, I was five and we moved um, down to Texas. And I went to school in uh, Burke Burnett, Texas, which is actually Boomtown. And I know you love to do research, Samantha. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you looked it up or not. I don't know a whole lot about it because I was a kid and I really didn't care. But, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's a tiny town right on the Red River, right north of Wichita Falls. And um So I went to, let's see, I believe I started first grade there. I went to kindergarten in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. And I'll never. All of these names are incredible. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And I remember my brother had to have open heart surgery when I was in kindergarten. And my cousins lived on the same cul de sac as we did. And we would walk to school through this field because there weren't any houses like around Mm -hmm. that I remember. We would walk to school. One time I came home and this is right when my brother had his open heart surgery and I was covered in mosquito bites. (gasps) Thought they were mosquito bites. I had the chicken pox. 
<gasps> so my poor mother, single oh mom God. by this point, is taking care of my brother in the hospital with open heart surgery. And I have the chicken pox and I can't go home because so I had to stay with my cousins. And oh I my remember God. soaking in a tub of baking soda because <laughs> I was like covered in chicken pox. And my mom was like, it's the chicken pox. I'm like, no, it isn't. We walked <laughs> through a field. It's mosquito bites. I know it is. And she's like, like, I am smarter than you right now. (laughs) Yes. Mother. When you said I came home covered, I instantly thought like ticks. Yeah. Oh gosh. uh, I'm surprised it wasn't that. I've been there, done that too, though. Gotten a tick bite and had to go through the Lyme disease shots. Yeah. That was fun. Oh my God. Um, Was this in the log cabin that was built? Was this when you lived there or was this a different time that your family built? This is after that. So when we moved to Texas, I started school in first grade in Burke Burnett. And so my, when my mom remarried, let's see how old my, I was 10 when my mom remarried. Um, And we had actually lived in a couple of places because we came down. I remember going to school. And I think we stayed with my grandparents at that time. Um, but I don't remember for sure, but we lived in, yeah, we lived in Azel for a little bit on Eagle mountain Lake. My mom worked for the Texas girls choir. And so I got to, she played the piano for them. And so I I got to sing in the Texas girls choir, got my 10 (laughs) seconds of fame. (laughs) I Um, love it. Yeah. And uh, then we moved. Um, and that was when we lived in the trailer park, which was awesome. And we would go like my brother and I, there was like a little stream there too. Mm-hmm. Um, and we would go like to the stream with hot dogs tied to streams and we'd catch crawdads yes. and bring them home and set them in a bucket on the porch and they'd die. And we'd go back and get some more. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I remember when we lived on the lake in the trailer, we would catch grasshoppers and go fishing with grasshoppers all the time. And and now I can't stand grasshoppers. I hate their legs. Yeah. Um, I just can't do it. Mm -mm. Um, I hated them because when we'd mow the lawn, they'd come at you. Yes. They hurt so bad. And they're huge. Yeah. They like go at your head. They're Mm -mm. huge. Yeah. I hated having um, to mow the lawn. I'd just be like, oh, ow. Yeah. yeah. This is why I'm happy I lived where it was cold. Yes. I just remember that like throw up that they do, like the brown. Oh, when they oh, like yeah. tobacco. It looks like tobacco. Like when yeah. somebody spits. You yeah, know? my mom would like to pick them up and then like they how they'd rub their legs. She's like, isn't that a cute? And I'm like, ew, no. no. They're disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> and this was like kind of where your collecting began, right? You were going with your mom and various yes. other relatives to like yeah. estate sales so, and stuff like so, that. Yeah. So back in Burke Burnett, downtown is kind of like just a strip. There's like a, I know there's like a blinking light and a stoplight down there. I think now still, and most of the buildings are closed up, but my grandmother owned a little shop called the sewing box. And yeah, she was the seamstress of all seamstresses. And her name was Wilma. You know, I told you I have the Flintstone grandmas, Betty and Wilma. Um, And um, she had the little shop. And um, I was asking my mom the other day, I was like, mom, did we walk from school when we were in middle school? Did we walk to grandma's? And she said, you probably did because she worked for Target at the time in Wichita Falls. 
Wow. And uh, so it wasn't very far to grandma's shop. So we would walk down there and of course my brother would get in trouble for playing in the thread. And then (laughs) I would hop up on the counters and she would let me pretend to write tickets or she'd let me help her write tickets for the ladies that came in and bought fabric. And then we would sometimes like spend the night with them. And this is where the paper <laughs> like she, okay. So they had this telephone table that with one of the old black rotary phones, a mm-hmm. coffee cup with click pins in it that my grandpa would bring home from the air force base. And then all these little notepads. She always had all these little notepads. I'll never forget. And um, they would take us, when we spent the night, they would take us to Gibson's Discount Center, which is like a Mott's Five and Dime or Ben Franklin or TGY Mm -hmm. kind of. And they'd be like, okay, just go pick something out. My brother would go to the toys. I made a beeline for the office supplies. And (laughs) I, yes. And you know, those little pads that would stack up and they had that yucky yellow glue on the end of them, but they were colored. Yes. You could get several colors of them and they could Mm -hmm. be lined or not. I would pick the best one and pick some pens and I was ready to check out and go sit at the telephone table and take orders or do whatever I needed to do because I was in the office from then on. And so, but we would go down the, and grandma did teach me how to sew. We would sew things for date nights. When I started dating, we would cut it out on her big, she had one of those big maple kitchen tables with the leaf in it and the chairs. And we, I remember my grandpa sitting at the bar, their house, it was on Preston street and their house was the epitome of what I would want today. And I wouldn't touch anything and the memories. Oh my gosh. Ooh, okay. So I'm gonna cry. Um, but um, my grandpa would sit uh, up at the bar and we'd be at the table and he'd have orange juice, his newspaper, his hair would be slicked with brill cream and he'd have his wife beater shirt on and his khaki pants getting ready to go to work. And um, we would be eating breakfast at the table. We had dessert after every meal at my grandma's. Wow. If it was breakfast, you could have a piece of cake after you ate your breakfast. After dinner, we had butter pecan ice cream. That sounds very Texas. Uh, Very Texas. She made the best sweet tea ever. Mm. But uh, anyway, back to her little shop. We'd go sit down there. Well, she would give us money and there was this place called the Corner Drug on the corner. It was a pharmacy, you know, but they had a soda fountain and you could go sit back there and order what you want. We'd get a cherry limeade and sit Mm. back there. And then next door was either the famous or the Manhattan. And I swear if I could bottle that smell right now of those two stores, the wood floors creaked. Uh, They had the round displays with all the Wranglers and Levi's on them. And then the racks with the ladies, you know, shirts, button down shirts, pearl snap shirts, all the things. And the Manhattan and the famous were more upscale clothing shops, but we'd just go in there and shop. We were kids and you could do that when we were little because nobody cared and you could be out downtown Brook Burnett and note the, the, I mean, nothing, (laughs) there's nothing that goes on there. So it sounds like super similar to my upbringing in Shelly, which is very small. It was one stoplight forever. But the sewing thing is very nostalgic for me. I grew up, my mom is a sewer. My grandmother was a very talented seamstress. Um, And just for herself, she made stuff for herself. 
But I grew up like learning how to sew on yellow legal pad. Like you had to learn how to sew lines straight first and then you could move on to other stuff. But I would go to all the craft stores with my mom as a kid and as she was getting fabric and stuff like that. So like the sound of a cutting table, the smells of a store, all of those things are so comforting, which is why I think I collect so much sewing stuff and buttons and things like that is because, and when we went through my grandmother's house, I took my grandmother's sewing kit that she had for probably 50 years and her sewing machine. So, Oh, that's so wonderful. I have some things from my grandma's sewing room. She had a sewing room and she wouldn't let us in, in the later years, because it was always a mess. Like my, oh, there's Betty again. Hi, Betty. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But uh, I have like a pair of her scissors and I have some patterns and fabric because she would always ride on the front of her patterns who she was making the dress for. Wow. Um, And so like for my aunts or my, my mom or her or a friend, and she had, this is so funny. And I didn't know this until a couple months ago when we were working in the storage, my grandma just passed away in Mm. 2021. Uh, which was the the whole story with that is just unbelievable. Mm. Um, but um, now I forgot what I was saying in my brain. That's um, okay. I'm sorry to hear of her passing. It's always devastating when you lose a major. It is. And it was right in the middle of COVID. And two weeks mm. later, we buried my uncle and the flowers weren't even dead on my grandma's. Oh, I'm sorry. So we, it's been uh, rough to say the least, a rough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shape shifting couple of years. For- yeah, uh, and we lost my grandpa the year before, right when COVID mm. started, and my grandma couldn't be in the room with them because of COVID. Ugh. And it just goes on from there. But I don't want to dwell on that. I I, I process as I can. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Um, That's kind of the way you have to move through tragedy right you can't yeah it's just gather it all up at once earth shattering to it 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 just we were all reeling there's just not another not another Mm -hmm. way to put it and so Mm -hmm. the more I can surround myself with things from their things or whatever I have a lot of my grandma's fabric Mm -hmm. um notions and things and if I get really anxious, I can turn on baseball because my grandpa would always watch baseball and I can just, it calms me just right down. It's just one of those things. And yeah, just, um, you know, I just cling to stuff like that. And yeah. I have a little altar in my bedroom with a candle and things that I keep with their pictures on it. And that helps too. And, mm-hmm. um, But uh, yeah, my grandma, when she was sewing dresses, when she had the sewing box, she had two other ladies named Wilma. So three Wilmas sewing dresses (laughs) for the ladies in town. Isn't that amazing? Wow. (laughs) I had no idea until my mom told me that. I was like, what is the three Wilmas sewing dresses for ladies in town? I I had no idea that she did that. And my grandpa would fix machines when they died or when my grandpa died and we were, when we moved them to um, assisted living, we were cleaning out the backyard. Do y'all know how many sewing machines he had? And how the heck did he move all those? We don't know. They moved twice and we helped move them. We don't know where they put all that shit. (laughs) We don't know. We're like, where did this come from? Because we, how many did they have? Never seen tons and parts. 
of machines and prescription bottles from old pharmacies with parts in them. <laughs> like they had to literally clean the yards. They could mow. They couldn't even mow because of the piles of things. And we're like, Grandpa, what were you doing back Generational. This is going to be important forever. Yes. Let's keep it. And yeah. so I kind of get my pack rat style from them, I think, because they kept everything. And mm-hmm. I remember one time they had a travel trailer because my grandpa was a Baptist minister. And uh, he did our wet, my my current husband, he did our wedding for Your us. Your family's <laughs> covering all of the bases. Right. <laughs> All of the bases. But it's freaking hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> they, they uh, my grandpa did our wedding. He forgot the words part of the way. I'm like, <laughs> grandpa, what are you doing? He's like, uh, and yeah. men and wife. Oh, wait, kiss, kiss. <laughs> yes. Wait, wait. Hold did on. you say your vows? I don't remember. I know. <laughs> my dad's pants fell down during our first date. <gasps> oh, my God. Because <laughs> oh, my dad no. and my aunt and my brother all suffer from a condition called no acetone. <laughs> and uh, we so were dancing. Like a frog. <laughs> mm-hmm. Literally, little Hank Hill butts. They don't listen, so whatever. And we're dancing, and we're dancing to, um, I think it was Otis Redding. And we're, you know, it's, it's kind of fast tempo. And we turn, and my dad's face falls. And he looks at me, and his ass is facing the audience. He still has his suit jacket on. And he goes, oh, shit. And then he just bends down and picks. Because I was like, why are you stopping? What the fuck, Dad? Did anybody see that? Oh, everybody did. And everybody, uh, he just bends down, picks it up. We finish out the song. And then he's funny and witty like I am. And he just said a little quip. And then... That was it. Went outside for a minute. So when my brother got married, I said, you and Dad both get suspenders. Because you both don't have a butt. Yes. And you'll lose your pants. You will. You'll wiggle right out of them. Now, my brother can't dance, but my dad can. So I didn't have to worry about that. Yeah. I mean. Oh, oh my gosh. That is so Man. I just had. We. When our wedding was at a winery. So I was just like, oh, very nice. Fancy. Fancy. And then uh, his dad needed to have beer because he didn't drink wine. So we had ordered a beer cake. And that didn't get. Like his dad was in charge of that. He forgot or whatever. Something happened. And so I was like, it's fine. We don't need the beer because <laughs> it's a winery. We have wine. Is as like, not not everybody likes wine. And I'm like, well, then don't come to my wedding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Car and bar so then, then him and his friend took it upon themselves to make sure that there was beer. And they bought, I think there was like 300 cans in this cooler of <gasps> Coors Light, Bud Light. Oh my Another gosh. Light. All the yeah. dad beers? So they, all the dad beers. And it was beers. in a cooler probably as big as this table. <laughs> it's a six foot table. Well, yeah. Five and a half. Oh, like, yeah. No, five by what? Three feet. Ones. It was huge. It was a huge yeah. one. Uh-huh. Guess how much beer got drank? Ten. Oh. <laughs> Maybe. Oh my gosh. And I just looked at it. It was the ugliest cooler ever. And I just looked at my husband and I said, and fix like, it. Mm. It's not a fraternity. It's a wedding. <laughs> and he was just like, he told us that he's like, put it back in that corner, like around the corner. Yeah. Nobody can oh see my it. gosh. I was just, uh, I was like, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 You try to tell them and they just, they don't learn. Yeah. They yeah. Learn. Nobody understands your wedding is your wedding. Right. Yeah. Like, you yeah. don't get to say in my wedding. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
So did you did you collect a lot as a kid or when did that really like kick off so for you? My mom, um, and I I think I mentioned this in the questions, but my mom eventually left Target and opened a little store called Granny's Attic in a house off of just a few blocks away from downtown Burke Burnett. And then at the same time, we're still living in the trailer like we've drugged the trailer, I don't know, all over the state, I think. And I don't know how I still, but I, I, my brother shot a hole in the floor of it with the 30, like 20 air shotguns. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> one, one of us is not dead because that was when no one was home. I'm like, oh my God, we're going to die when dad gets home. That's what's going to happen. Throw a rug over die it. With this, we're going to die when he gets home. So anyway, we're still living in the trailer. They decide that they're going to build a house because my stepdad is really, uh, he's an engineer by trade and he's very, um, uh, I don't, what I architectural maybe is the word. I don't know. Anyway, mm-hmm. he's built things before. My grandmother's house on his side is actually a Sears craftsman house um, next door to the, and oh, y'all, you would die if you saw the inside. I love and, it. and my stepbrother has bought it. And thank God he's not listening to this podcast. It's going to be trashed. I, I, Damn it. I know. I'm terrified of what's going to happen to my grandmother's house. Uh, and she's 95 and still living there. Wow. Um, Go grandma. Yeah. yeah, she's amazing. But anyway, um, so they decided they're going to build a log cabin. And we dig a basement, of course, because in Texas, the tornadoes, even though everybody mm-hmm. stands outside their basement and watches it go over. <laughs> just, yeah, that's how we get a beer and go outside uh-huh, and watch uh-huh. the tornado. Nothing um, else to do. <laughs> yeah. But they start building it. So my mom started collecting primitives and she had a lot of primitives in her shop too. It was called Granny's Attic. And so I'd go to auctions and stuff with her. But the 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 thing I remember collecting was kind of like what we were talking about earlier, where you just put stuff in drawers and you really don't know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. And you just, it, all of these things. But I collected, like, I kept all of the most important stuffed animals from when I was a child. I kept my mom's from homecoming. I kept oh. tickets to George Strait concerts and all that. And I was listening to your podcast with, um, uh, what's her name? Uh, shoot. Uh, Dixie. Was it Dixie's? Um, oh, she's in, oh, she's a Texas girl too. It was, oh, oh, we've had a couple. There was uh, Dixie Palomino, yes, which is Palomino. Beth Brinker. Yes. Mm. I was listening to hers that she got to meet George Strait and I was like, <gasps> <laughs> and she's a Texan too. She is. Mm-hmm. And so I had, I got to see George Strait three times front row tickets mm-hmm. and this is even better. I saw Garth Brooks when he opened for Reba McIntyre in Wichita Ooh. Falls. He wow. opened for Reba McIntyre. Oh, back in the that. day. Yes. So I have tickets to all those and I kept that kind of stuff, you know, and then like uh-huh. the ceramic cats that my grandmas would make. And yeah. they made me an owl piggy bank and a tea set. And I had a porcelain doll and all that. I'd keep all that. But one thing I remember was that so my parents have all this land with with my stepdad's side of the family like there's four houses in a row and it goes my parents my grandma my great-grandparents and my uncle 
and wow. his wife and their kids. And they all have five acres a piece that the houses sit on, but then they have all the acreage behind them and all the acreage across the street too. Um, and so they had, we had cattle and everything. We raised animals. We were in FFA and 4-H and all the kind of things. And uh, we would go out like when a cow would die. This is so gross, y'all. I can't believe I'm going to tell this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we would go out like after like, you know, a couple months after the decomposition had happened. I had cow teeth in my drawer. Oh, I have a cow <laughs> teeth story. I think I've told it before. <laughs> yes. And I'm like. My cow teeth. Oh. Okay, you tell yours and then I'll tell mine. Yeah, it's, it's mortifying. Also, first of all, they're disgusting. Mm-hmm. Is this like and a small town thing? Must be. <laughs> yeah, you're huge. from the city. Yeah, but they're gigantic. We would pull them out of the skulls mm-hmm. in the big. We what did we call that? They would go dump them in this, like dump the cows in this like quarry. Not, yeah, like a hatch. A, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and we would walk all the way out there. Had to be a mile out mm-hmm. there from the house, and get the teeth out of the skulls and bring them home. Yeah, that's some and, small town farm stuff. Yeah. So I had cow in there, and we were also the kids that would catch tadpoles and and try to raise them in our bedrooms till they turn into frogs, and then they're mm-hmm. loose in the bedroom. Yeah. Did that yeah. too. But yeah, um, my cow teeth thing, we, uh, my neighbors across the street had gotten manure. They were putting in grass in a large section. So they got manure, right? Aged manure. Yeah. Well, apparently it also had bones in it, right? I've always been into bones. (laughs) Um, so I thought I am the smartest person alive at (laughs) seven years old. And I went, you know what? I'm, I'm going to go gather up all the teeth put it in a Ziploc bag. Thank God I thought to put it in a bag. Yes. Mine Brought it home mm-hmm. and put it underneath my pillow. Thinking oh, that's the tooth fairy, fairy is going to be so impressed oh. with all of the teeth that I have lost. And I didn't tell anybody, of course, because at <gasps> that age, spoiler alert, if you have children listening, she doesn't have a direct line of communication no. if you don't show her your teeth. No. And so... I think that that bag of cow teeth must have been under my pillow for a large amount of time until I just got pissed off at that dumb bitch and threw them away. She was not coming. Yeah. Never fessed up, never told anybody. I was so pissed at her. Still waiting for that payday. Hilarious. (laughs) And it should, cow teeth should have been worth more. I'm sorry. They're like at least a dozen human teeth. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. It's incredible I didn't have. You know, sometimes I think I missed out on small town living. And then, you know, you say something like that. And I'm like, nope, Mm -hmm. I didn't. I didn't at all. You're welcome. Until your rabbit that you love dearly winds up in the oven. Mm. It's all shits and giggles. Now we're getting real Texas. Mm -hmm. I have never had rabbit or squirrel. I will not eat anything game to this day. I know how to pluck a chicken. Mm-hmm. And I sort of know, except for the times that I had to turn my head, butcher other animals on the farm, but I never forgave my stepfather after that. I was Mm-mm. like, I'm done and I'm not eating dinner tonight. <laughs> yeah, it is like, it's, yeah, devastating to see that happen. Now, we were not 
country kids. We lived in a rural area, but my Mm -hmm. cousins had cattle and were country and all of those things. So when we would go out there, it was like we were like, you know, B-level country kids. And they were like top tier FFA cattle kids. (laughs) Yeah. And we would just be like, yeah, no, I'm not cut out for this. I don't got the right footwear. mm -hmm. I don't got... Yeah. So I love that your collecting was like collaborative. Like you had all these aspects of people appreciating things and stories. And it sounds like living on that much property and being sustainable was important. Yeah. And holding on to things was important. Yeah. And then you moved away to college and you started, you had like the bed you took with you and the quilts and all of that. Like, was that when you started to go, okay, what do I like? What do I want to bring? Yeah. And I kind of went kind of towards the like, granny sheet kind of style at that time because I had an iron bed and my mom and I painted it white. I asked her whose bed that was. She goes, I don't know. I found it in the barn. And I was like, oh, okay. I don't know. Uh, So we painted it white. And then I had a quilt that I threw on top and I would do like old mom always had, she had like a bunch of old like coffee jars that she Mm. got out of like an old, she got them at an auction, I think. And those um, Crocs, like like the Crocs. Oh, like, yeah. And uh, oh, yeah. so I the would. Stoneware put, Crocs. Yeah, like stoneware Crocs. So I had like a big one for umbrellas and little ones that would hold, you know, whatever. So I started picking out that kind of thing. And then when I got married the first time, um, my mother-in-law was also a collector, like a huge collector. She, her walls were covered. She had all kinds of things everywhere, old signs. And my father-in-law built birdhouses out of old barn wood and wow. they would go around to auctions and get like the old, um, like door knobs and stuff. Like he always used glass doorknobs on his birdhouses and stuff. I always thought he was the first one to do that and somebody copied him, but now I really don't know. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we called his little thing, the bird shack. He was always out in the bird shack doing stuff, but he, uh, they were collectors too. So she got me into collecting and like, I had a, a goat cart, like the carts that they used to, tie to goats to carry stuff out. And I think, Mm -hmm. I think she got them in Mexico, I think, but we would put big terracotta pots in them with geraniums in them in our front yards. And she always had a beautiful yard. So I started collecting with her and I started like, I think one of my biggest first collections was like the red and white enamel wear. And I would collect snowmen. I loved snowmen. Yeah. So like all different kinds, like I didn't care if they were new or old or whatever, but, um, and so I would keep going to estate sales or whatever auctions with my mom and with my mother-in-law and we would find stuff. And we went to Canton a couple of times, which is a huge once a month at Canton first Mondays is a pretty big flea market down here. And it's about an hour and a half from Dallas. So coming from oh. Brooklyn, Ed, it was a trick. You got up early yeah. in the morning and went and you stay all day. It's so big. Now we went a year before last and it's so big. Now you can't see it all in a day. 
Um, oh, wow. It's really cool, but you don't want to go when it's 120 degrees here either because no. you'll die. And there's uh, a lot of those big antique flea market shows in Texas. There, yeah, there are. Round Top, mm-hmm. is, or Round Top is supposed to be really good, and I've yet to be a Round Top, though. But now that I'm not going to be teaching, maybe I'll be able to go to Round mm-hmm. Top. I'm pretty excited about that. But I started when we went to Canton the first time. That's when I bought my Fiesta wear. And so then the collecting expanded a little bit. And, mm-hmm. um, but uh, long story short, uh, my first husband and I divorced when the boys were little. And um, when I remarried, I, my current husband, who is from Buffalo, New York, had never been to an estate sale. And I was like, what? You've <laughs> not been to an How? estate sale? So I took him. Well, he loved it as much as I do after he got over the fact that you're digging in someone else's things in their home. And yeah. he's like, they're going to come around the corner. They're going to know. <laughs> like, they're not going to know. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Sneaking under the cover of darkness. Come yes. at you with a cane. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. But he bought me this tiny little ceramic owl. Like, it was like this big with Cute. the orange and brown feathers had been painted and, you know, put in the kiln and everything. Well, from then on, we started collecting mid-century modern furniture and we had a house full. I should have sent you pictures of that. I'll have Mm. to share them with you. But uh, we had a house full before it was cool. And um, we decided at one point we needed to downsize because the boys were grown. Kate was still little. There's 10 years between the boys and Kate and Mm. uh we decided we needed to downsize. And so we had an estate sale and sold our mid-century modern house. And um, we have regretted it ever since. Oh, <laughs> I was going to ask. I was like, hold on. What was that? Because I, I just we just went through that experience. But what was it like to be living and have an estate sale? It was weird. Yeah. It was really weird. We hired one of the companies that we shopped with all the time. And so the man that did our sale, we had actually bought a lot of the pieces from him. Mm. But the markup that he was able to get from them was astronomical because we paid 10 or $15 for a coffee table. Wow. And, you know, it sold for 150 or better at the sale. So he was able to do that. And we trusted him with our stuff. Um, it was weird when we came back in and it was all staged. I was like, I don't know if I can walk through here because uh-huh. every piece had been thrifted and curated. I had my little blue, which I, I, we kept two pieces. One of our first pieces we bought was a, um, console record player cabinet. Mm. We kept that and I kept my blue for Micah top table and chairs. I still have that. Those were the two that we decided to keep and everything else went, but all everything. I had a wall full of cruel um, (sighs) embroidery things. I had a TV that looked like it needed to be in a spaceship. We had the TV record player console combo. Um, So much mid-century. Every couch I ever owned was mid-century. and oh, it now sometimes we'll think about all that and we think, what were we doing? Why mm-hmm. did we sell all that? We really miss blah, 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 or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I sold my mom's because um, she didn't. It was Hacienda. Who made that? Can't that sounds remember. familiar. It's a. It's um, like stoneware. Hacienda mm-hmm. Green. Shoot, I can't remember the name. But anyway, she was like, "I don't want it anymore." I had all the Corel, all of it. Wow. And we just let it all go. And yeah. We thought, okay, it's going to be fine. We're going to live simple. We're not going to have a lot of junk. So we live in an apartment for like six months and we're like, forget this. <laughs> Can't do this. <laughs> nope. So mm. hence we started collecting. But anyway, uh, when we were living in McKinney, I started noticing people collecting paper and ephemera and selling mm-hmm. it on Instagram. And I was like, yeah, this is so cool. So Boston bag lady, Sandy Mercado is a dear friend of mine. And, and she was one of the first people that I bought from off of Instagram. And it was all over, but the crying after that, because then I was like, well, we go to estate sales all the time. I'm going to start collecting. And I did mm-hmm. in a big. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Once you want to start something, you're like, here we go all the way. in. Here we the, go. Yeah. Let's do it. Yes. Yeah. So I started with like playing cards with images on them, which this card catalog behind me has nothing in it but decks of playing cards and it's full. I love that. Um, cool. Yeah, there are. I knew that part. I was waiting to see Jill's face. <laughs> I knew that part. Yeah, you can open a drawer and it's. Oh, very cool. That's awesome. I love a card catalog. I just yes. love a container. Yeah, yeah. I just do. Yeah, me too. Anything like this is perfect for paper. Mm -hmm. I'll see like old like files or like mail sort of things, and I'm like, do you know how much paper I can fit in that? (laughs) And my husband's like, stop! It's fifteen hundred dollars. You're not getting it. Okay, your point. You're like, I'm sorry, I don't see the problem here. Right, I know. I'm like, it'll fit in the car. I promise, it'll fit. But, but I feel like paper is really overlooked too. A lot of people are not going to dig, and I'm a digger for paper too. Yes, yes. And I'll find some. I'm like, who wasn't looking for this? I know. Literally that's nobody. what I don't understand. Yeah, like nobody. Yeah, nobody. And it's still that way around here. Now there are a few paper pickers around that have popped up here and there, but I basically have no competition. When mm-hmm. I go to estate sales around here and pick paper, because oh, it's always either like, oh, is it? She's Betty? up on the card catalog. He's oh, like, if you Betty. won't let she's me, like, in if you front, won't let me be in front, like, I'm going yes, high. Then I am going to get up here so you can see me. You can tell she's the queen. I get she it, is Betty. the queen bee. Yes, she was named she's after. Like, <laughs> looks like she's gonna. <laughs> I wish you were recording this one. <laughs> no, not, she just came it. to the front and is yeah. above us like, and just looked down, bitches. She Don't gets up forget. there and then I'm like, he's going to knock. If she knocks that table lamp off, she's dead. <laughs> See, Is that a TV lamp? It's a the TV horse? lamp, the horse. Betty, yeah. be careful. Easy, like, easy. Yeah. Be- okay, oh, there we go. Oh, there we go. Betty. He had her okay. 15 Landed minutes. Landed on the typewriter. It's all good. <laughs> I got to show all my good sides. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she actually, I guess she just landed on the table. But anyway, um, yeah. So I started collecting and and like... I am the one that at estate sales, I don't, I'm not afraid to sit in the floor in the garage and dig mm-hmm. behind stuff or out. Yes. Like that is, like, <laughs> that is like the biggest high 
mm-hmm. is digging and stuff like that. And not too long ago, I went to this house and it was a teacher's estate sale, which of course I'm like all <laughs> over if I could mm-hmm. find that. But they were emptying out a metal cabinet in the garage and they just dumped all of her papers in the floor in the garage. I was like, don't do that. And Mm -hmm. I sat in the floor and dug through that and filled up a big box full of stuff of all these like college reports. And I don't even know what all I got, Mm -hmm. but I was neatly stacking it and getting it all fixed so I could take it all home. And the dude walks up and he's like, well, what are you going to give me for that? I'm like, $5. And he's like, how about 30? I'm like, $5. I sat in this hot garage. Uh-huh. <laughs> you were going to throw it in the trash. Yeah, though. you were going to throw it away yeah. anyway. Uh, Don't raise the price because there's interest. Bro. Yeah, $5. come on, homeboy. Yes. So wow. I can do that. But one of the things, that's one of the things that I try to set myself apart from the other ephemera shops is that, 99% of my stuff is locally picked. Mm. Um, I don't, I mean, if I see something really cool, like I found a roll of Grand Ole Opry tickets on eBay not too long ago. And I was like, yeah, I'm hopping on this because it was in the middle of the night and nobody had seen them yet. <laughs> and then bought them. But um, they were from when Roy Acuff and Kitty Wells were at the Grand Ole Opry. So they're old. Wow. That's so cool. Yeah. I got the roll for $99, which is a steal. Um, I know they're still sitting over there too. Not listening. <laughs> I get it. You're yeah. in safe company. I get it. <laughs> yeah. But mm-hmm. I try to pick, I'm, I've gotten to where I'm very picky about what I bring home. Like I will leave paper at sales now. It has oh. to be something very unique. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of how I, I feel like I have my own little corner because it's all picked from sales. And mm-hmm. sometimes I'll find things that are similar to what other shops will find, but normally not because most of my paper I find in garages um, or the office. Yeah. Um, and it's like local letterhead and <sighs> just all kinds of things. And I think I told you I have an obsession of things with people's names on them and Mm -hmm. like the little gummed address labels. I'm like, jackpot. Yes. Good. Start the car. (laughs) But (laughs) well, and your collection set me on a fun little rabbit hole before we recorded today, which is your Denison collection. Can we talk about that a little bit? Because it is incredible and this is the same thing i love about uh ephemera also is the fact that it was meant to just be like tossed yeah and where was the house we dug through i dug through it twice and jill and i went one time and i found like the funeral guest books and all the sentiment cards and all those things that i was just gathering up and i did it at my grandparents house too mom was like why are you keeping all the paper i'm like papers to me the most important part of it yes yes that's what the documentation is yes so tell me about your denison collection and where that started and what you have in that collection oh my stars okay so i sent you did i i sent you a picture didn't i Mm -hmm. yeah just a little snippet um so denison I don't remember exactly how I got onto it other than I had found some at a sale one time and I was like, oh, these are cool. Let's just pick them up. Well, when you look it up on eBay, it's like, holy crap, this is gold. Oh, wow. So um, 
You know how they make those, uh, they used to make these little charity postage stamps things for like the boys home in Omaha Mm -hmm. and like the um, lymphoma association or, you know, just any kind of like um, charity group, like the little stamps. Well, I went to a cell one time. And they had a box sitting on the table that had some of those stamps on top, like the Wildlife Federation and all that. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to scoop these up. Well, I got to digging. The bottom of the box was full of booklets of denison, like the ones with the animal seals, the floral seals, the party seals, baby wedding, like full. I hit the freaking mother load is what I did. (laughs) And I was like. (gasps) <gasps> like you just almost hyperventilate when you're in and you, <laughs> Did you like cover over it too yes. like nobody can yes. see this and like you, yeah yes and so I bought that box I think for like $75 and got it home and y'all it's worth a fortune and I still have every damn piece that was in the box in there yes <laughs> I just cannot Denison is one I will part out some of the address labels but that and sometimes Christmas if I get a plethora which I need to I need to dwindle down my Christmas right now because I have not just Denison but like Norcross and Kcrest and Hallmark and Mm -hmm. um, all of that but my Denison is one of my holy grail items and I just find it at estate sales, usually in office drawers and in desk drawers and things, or they'll be like in a goodie bag. Like, don't you guys just love the goodie bags that they pack up and put like all kinds of things in? And then you Mm -hmm. don't know what's in it till you get Mm -hmm. home. So a lot of my denizen has come from that. So when I buy it at estate sales here, I don't pay anything for it, like 50 cents for a little box or something. Incredible. And it could be full of labels. And, um, even like the, they just think they're stickers and they're worthless. They don't like, and sometimes I'll ask people when I walk in, I'm like, I know there's a lot of paper. Do you have any Denison? And they're like, what's that? Mm. And I'm like, okay, here's how you can remember it. If you took piano lessons or if you went to Sunday school, they licked and stuck a star on your paper. That's how people remember it. Wow. And they're like, oh, I know what you're talking about. And I'm like, that's what I'm looking for. So even when my grandparents were moving to the assisted living, I was like, Grandma, you've got to have Denison in here. Where is he <laughs> goes, <laughs> she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, Grandma, you know what I'm talking <laughs> about. Let me tell you. So I did, in fact, find some, but she didn't think she had any, but I found some. Uh, she had wedding and she had some of the mailing labels and some stars, I think. But so I started collecting and then uh, like two, three years ago, there was an estate sale of a lady who was a mixed media artist, but she was mm. also an antique dealer. And there were two oh, houses on the property. It was like the oh. perfect estate sale. Two houses on the property. Most of the rooms in both the houses were for her art. So she had like all kinds of ephemera scattered everywhere. And it was hot as hell. I'll never forget <laughs> it. Hot <laughs> as hell. Like I, like 
have you, there's this one guy, I can't think of his name right now, but he calls it Creek Crack or Swamp Butt. I had Swamp Butt, Boob Sweat, all the things. <laughs> yeah. And it's just so true. Isn't that hilarious? Creek Crack. <laughs> <laughs> We've always just stuck to the old swamp ass, but I can't wait to roll Creek Crack into my vernacular. You have to roll Creek Crack into it. Yeah. So he, it's so funny when he talks about that because I'm like, yeah, I've changed my pants four times today <laughs> because of oh. the cracker, the swamp butt. But I went to that house all three days and dug in their stuff. And on the last day, I was in one of the bedrooms and she had like these shelves that had open bins in them and then like little boxes that would slide in. And I saw this couple looking in this one box that had a bunch of, Vic- I was just kind of, <laughs> you know, like, like I know one oh, chicken like, what's in go. that one over there? Let me see what's in that Get on a stool yeah. and be like, ma'am, could you tilt that a little this way? Please yeah. something. I'll be like, yeah. oh, sorry, cut him off. Yeah. So there were like a whole bunch of Victorian calling cards in there. And I was like, and I saw him pick like, yeah, I know she's like, Sam's eyes just got like three times. (laughs) Yeah. So I was like, um, okay, I'm just going to wait. Wait. So I waited and they picked like four or five. And I was like, y'all are losers. Shut the box and move. (laughs) And so uh, you're like amateurs. Move out of the way. So they moved over and I picked up that box and y'all, I'm not kidding. I've never slammed a box shut so fast in my <laughs> life and ran out. I already had a pile at the checkout, ran out there and I checked out, got my box. That is where I found those 1907 Denison mm. gum seals that were some of the first made in the United mm-hmm. States for Christmas gift wrapping. Oh I called God. Framingham as soon as I got home because I didn't, I'd never seen them before ever, never had seen them this old. Um, and Nancy, she is Denison archivist on Instagram. And if you want to see Denison, go to her page and mm. then Daily Denison is also a Denison collector and Hold Deer is also a Denison collector. Fantastic ladies, friendliest people. But uh, Nancy, who is the Denison archivist, her family actually worked in the Denison um, uh, manufacturing company when it first came to the United States, like they worked there. So she now is in care of the archives in the museum there. Holy shit. Can you imagine? So I my for Christmas, um my daughter and my husband gave me a spa day and I said, uh-uh, I'm going to Boston. <laughs> <laughs> so Yes. Yeah. So Fuck anyway, that. I'm I going to look at vintage. <laughs> yes. So I've planned a trip to y'all can meet me up there. We'll just all go. But <laughs> and I said, Can I spend a day with you, Nancy, in the archive? She said, Absolutely. I was like, <gasps> I will die. Like I will want to be buried in Framingham. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I called her and I said, listen, or no, I think I emailed her first. And I said, listen, you got to help me out. I've never seen these. I don't know. Because the Denison Manufacturing Company logo is in the gum on the back of the seal. Did I send you a picture of that? Uh, I'm not. You might have. Okay. But I'll just how inter- what an interesting place to put it. Right. And I thought. I've never seen any like this. So I called her and she's like, 
I don't know. I am going to have to look. And it took her a couple of days and she had to dig in their archives to find Mm -hmm. them. And they, I have the seventh seal ever made in the United States. Holy shit. Yeah. Oh my God. And I (laughs) did not know that at the time. And I sold a few and I'm like, what? Was oh, shit. Hmm. oh, no. So I kept the rest and I have probably a dozen of each of them. And um, I'm going to take them up there with me so I can see them in the catalogs because she found mm. them in the catalogs. Wow. That's um, cool. Yeah. And then I also found, I thought they were chocolate bar labels with a little girl with a uh, standing on a fireplace hearth, a Christmas kind of scene. They're Denison. I just don't know what they were because they're not mm. chocolate bar labels. Um, so there are some pieces like really old Christmas cards and things that I need her to help me decipher yeah. to see. It's, it takes a lot of research. And if you don't have, I have a few of the catalogs and I have several of their um, like craft books where they would teach you how to make like the crepe paper flowers or dolls or all of that. Um and they would teach you how to decorate with paper. They're really fascinating. That's so cool. Yeah. Jill's <laughs> laughing. Every time you hear Jill laugh, it's because my face is going, oh, shit. Yeah, it's so oh. like I'm dialed in. Yeah. Every time Jill laughs, it's because of me. And my, yeah. like, oh, that's hilarious. <gasps> Jill knows my recording faces because I can't make noise the entire time. Yeah. So I just look no. like <laughs> my mouth that's opens. So my eyes go above my glasses. Yeah. Jill's like, Katie, bar the, board, bar the door. She's going to pee your pants in a minute. I know. I'm yeah. just like, oh, mm-hmm. Sam yeah. is just like in heaven right Literally, now. This is like, like an out-of-body experience. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Gosh. This is a, literally all of my things. Now, I cannot believe that we are almost out of time. Oh, this no. is, there's so much, but this is, this has been a fucking this delight. Is so- <laughs> this is, yeah. was a way to get back into it. But please share your bathroom story of the estate sales. Okay. And- the the sister with Jesus getting in a precarious spot. Oh, that was fantastic. Oh my God. Oh my God. Okay. Real quick though, I was gonna tell you guys. Oh, yeah. I collect, I've collected so much that I actually had product in CW Pencil Enterprise in New York City. And I have product in Boston at the Boston General Store right now. Um, so I'm trying to branch out. Jill's laughing at um, my face, not at yeah. you. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Cause so, you want to do your goal. What's your goal with my the goal is to have a mercantile with an open stock paper bar. Can you That's imagine walking so cool. into a store where there are bins as no. long as they will move. Just, she yeah. will move. This yes. is for those of you that have listened for a long so time. She can, she can yeah. come and help. She can I will work. brave the heat. Yes. Okay. This. Let let me just explain. That says a lot mm-hmm. because Sam is Swedish. Mm-hmm. The most and will melt past seventy five. Yep. Oh, yeah. oh no! So the well, fact that she is willing to have <laughs> creek crack <laughs> is like yes. It it's okay. saying a lot. I mean. <laughs> That would yeah. be amazing. If nothing else, y'all have to come <laughs> Sam's in. Sam's like, so the podcast yeah. is in. I have another job. I'll literally probably yes. just shriek the entire time. <laughs> yeah. Just the, yeah. She won't get past like the first three flips. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh, look at that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. Well, um, I just, yeah. I love the idea of it. The open stock part and being able to see all of it. I mean, I think it's yes. such and, a great idea. Like, it's just, 
Yeah. It's I what can, the people need. Mm-hmm. It really is. And, and I wanted to have a purpose. And so I plan on having like antique books and covers and all the things they can to make their own journal. And then I want them to learn how to journal through like ADHD or journal yeah. through whatever it is, or just learn how to journal because it's okay. so Here's an important question you must yeah. answer. How close are you to League City, Texas? Oh, uh, I, I don't know, but I shouldn't be far. My best friend lives in League City. Oh! Road trip! Road trip! Be yes. How Gotta far apologize. are you guys from Texas? Uh, flight. Five-hour flight. It's a long way. Oh, wow. That we're is a long yeah, yeah, we're in Idaho by, yeah. I mean, an hour and a half shy of Jellystone. So, oh. yeah. So we're, yeah. So when I go, it's a, it's almost, it's like half a day. If I can mm-hmm. get a good flight, oh, it's half a day. Wow. Flight. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh, we'll have to plan that though. But yeah, I, <laughs> I can just see it with the long uh, wood table in front of a huge picture window yeah. with like 12 chairs around it and people sitting there making their books, a reading corner, a life coach, a medium, uh, <gasps> all mm-hmm. the things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All, all right. the things. So we have anyway. the grand opening. We're coming down. Yeah. We'll be there. Yes. Yes. Feed the birdies. Mm. Um, I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> um, God okay. damn it. It's so good. Uh, it's it's so, Oh. I'm going to get wrinkles from just the delight <laughs> <laughs> that has filled my face. Oh, gosh. I'm uh, going to have to FaceTime you girls, and I'll take you in the crap room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Get a beer. Yes, get a beer. Yes, get a beer. <laughs> yeah. My neighbor goes, we were in there for like seven hours. We were not. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait for that. Yeah. Okay, so bathroom story. So this, this, I was like, how, what the hell just happened? But okay. So I was in this house. There were these two little ladies, adorable. They had to be late eighties, had to be walking around shopping the state cell. Maybe it was her neighbors. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. It went into this bedroom. It had one of those bathrooms that has like, you know how they put a half wall by the toilet? Oh, yeah, yeah, for you, your snacks or something. I guess I don't know. And so yeah, you could set your drink up there or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so there was a half wall by the toilet, and when you walked through the door, the half wall was on the right, and on the left was a linen closet. And it was I love like old sheets and fabrics and things like that, and linens and doilies and all that. So I was digging in there. Well, I hear these little ladies talking coming in, and she's like. Fatty Patty, I've got to go so bad. And she's like, I'm like, oh God. And she goes, no, I really have to pee. And she goes, well, I think there was a bathroom back here. Let's go see. Well, here they come around the corner. They walk right past me. And then she goes, let me shut the door. I was still standing right there. And I was like, uh, I couldn't even, I couldn't even speak. She goes, oh, thank you, Fatty Patty. And she's like, oh, and then the lady is on the, her name's Betty. She's on the toilet and she, thank God, just has to pee. Thank God. Thank God. And she goes, don't mind me. I just had to go really bad. And Fatty Patty said there was a bathroom back here. And so I'm just, I just. Now it's a group effort. I, I was like. 
I, I turned my head. I don't even think I said anything. I didn't know what to say. And I was, so I turn around, I'm in the linens. I'm like, dig, 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 dig in the linens. And she's like, oh, I feel so much better. So pulls her pants up, gets her friend and out they go. And I'm like, what in the, the hell? hell just happened? <laughs> Patty Patty found Betty a restroom. And they when nature calls. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that was one of the best stories. Other than being stuck by a hypodermic needle, needle, that's one of the best stories I have of an estate sale. Uh, worst nightmare. It is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, I used to be in the medical field. Did I tell you that? I was <laughs> I was a paramedic and ran on a mobile intensive care unit for four years before I started teaching. So I can do all the things. I can intubate and start IVs. And <laughs> Good. I'm traveling with both of you from here yeah. on out. Yeah. You're safe. <laughs> So yeah, it scared me when I got stuck, but it had ink in it. So from oh, well. yeah. That's um, good. Yeah. Yeah. Same house where I found a uh uh cremated remains of a person that the state cell company hadn't found behind the door. And it was in the little wood box. And I was like, oh, what's in that box? And I picked it up and the the gold label is on the top. So I read that. And I was like, thank God I read it. <laughs> And took it down, and I was like, uh, somebody might want these. <laughs> um, I found this in the guest hey, room. Yeah. So you guys <laughs> missed goes, uh, oh, the piece. some you. cremains. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't have a price, though. So right. here's what yeah, I want to revisit. Fun. Yeah, lots of adventures. But the other one, my sister, we were at this cell, and uh, we kind of have, we part ways like y'all do. When you go in, it's like, okay, I'll see you at the checkout. So she had gone to the right. I went to the left into the laundry room and she was in the office and she pokes her head out the door and she goes, you better get your happy ass in here. <laughs> I was like, what? And I turned around. It's full of paper. Well, she has a box of pink. She's holding a box of pink curlers. She's got an arm full of paper and she's got these little, you know how in a Catholic funeral, they have the little cards with like oh, yeah, Jesus yeah. on the front of them and it has a message on the back. She's yeah. got a little pinched, you know, trying to hold on to all this stuff. <laughs> and so I walk in the room and I go, what? And she flings herself around and the <laughs> curlers go flying. And there's a lady standing right there by her. And she's like, Oh shit. And so she bends down to pick him up. And Jesus got stuck in her boobs. <laughs> and we started laughing so hard. We both peed a little. In the room was like, I think I'll go now. <laughs> She's like backing out slow. Like, what just happened? And we were rolling. Oh. We were rolling. It was one of the funniest, funniest so things good. ever. It's so good. I was like, but, she has to tell that story. Yes. That is something my best friend and I would, it would, it would yes. happen. That mm-hmm. would be us. Yes. I would, Tammy would have Jesus in her boobs and mm-hmm. I'd be like on the floor crying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. I was like, she's like, where'd they, I'm like, sister, they're in your boobs. <laughs> Oh God! I just yeah, it was really fun, really fun. So, so before we get into today's estate sale walkthrough, mm-hmm. where can our listeners find you, either in person or online? I know you said the other two shops, but let's 
list them again in case they're in the area. Yes. Fantastic. So I'm on Instagram at feed the birdies and I'm also on Facebook feed the birdies, which I usually just share my Instagram. I've started the TikTok. I haven't gotten brave enough. I finally figured out how to do reels. Hello. (laughs) You're ahead of me. You would think as a technology teacher, it wouldn't scare the crap out of me, but it did. Mm -hmm. And I finally figured it out and it's not so hard. So, um, but mostly on Instagram and then my shop is on Etsy. However, that's only a portion of what I have. So I try to let people know that I'll custom curate. If there's something oh. you're looking for, I probably have it. Like that. seriously, probably have it. Um, there's mm-hmm. so much that I collect that I I have a spinner rack of Antioch book plates, if that tells you anything. Yeah. So um, cool. yeah. So even my when friend, I, I want to go to your she shed. Please come, please. Like <laughs> my friend Lisa was just here and I was like, if you don't put the shit in your car, you're going to die. You're gonna, <laughs> yeah. Please take, take it. I love take it. it. She goes, how much do I take out of the box? Take the box. <laughs> <laughs> just take it. Get out of here. Yeah. Go. Spray it with the hose. So, yes, yeah, spray it with the hose, right? Mm-hmm. That would have been funny. But anyway, yeah. So I try to do that too. But that's where you can find me. Awesome. And we'll, of course, have everything linked on our Instagram as well as the mothballprophecies.com on the Feed the Birdie episode page. So, this was a fun estate sale to write. And Jill now tells people that should make them nervous, which both of you should be nervous. I'm really oh, this nervous. is bad. <laughs> I'm going to look I know. loopholes off the bat. There's got to be mm-hmm. loopholes. Yeah, you got to find them. Yeah. So every week on the show, them. we do an imaginary estate sale walkthrough that is built specifically around our guests' particular vintage or antique interests. And Jill's. <laughs> there are no loopholes. You have to decide them yourself. Each option will have two to three pieces to pick from. You can only pick one. Money's not an issue. Time, space, anything does not apply. It will work instantly. Any questions? Nope. I've listened to so many of those. It makes me nervous. Third and fourth rib area, or the seventh and eighth. Could you go from my back so that the um, insurance will cover whatever's going on with my lower back? (laughs) Okay, so lower back area. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. So okay, so today we are enduring swamp ass crack. (laughs) (laughs) To dig through an old home, long abandoned, but the building has been put up for auction. So the contents have to go and they're letting it go for cheap. Dream experience. And we're dressed, okay? We didn't come to mess around. We're dressed for estate sale battle. (laughs) All right? We enter through the garage and immediately all three of us eye a tattered box marked office on the old wooden shelf. Inside, we find advertising pencils, personalized stationery, and reception ledgers for a pharmacy. Which do you take, Bertie? You're up first. You have the advertising pencils or the personalized stationery or the receipt logs ledgers for a pharmacy. Oh, my gosh. Oh, the pencils. Hmm. Quick, with the quickness, Jill. My husband called Jill Jillip the other day, and it's not my favorite way to refer to her. Jillip, your turn. Jill. That's a new one. Mm-hmm. I always get Jilly, so I like I like the Jillip. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I hate you. Fair. Uh, the s- no. Mm, 
Yeah, the stationery. Mm. No surprise to literally anybody that I'm going with the pharmacy ledgers. I mean, yeah. I'll let you look oh, through yeah. them. I'll let you look through them. All right. Next, we head inside and on the dining table. Okay, so we're in the dining room, set up on the dining table and the shelves behind it. We find that the wife was an avid home cook. I And she you. had hordes of old cookbooks and recipes. Mm. Sorry, Jill. It's written in there. See? Sorry, Jill. <laughs> on the shelf is an 1800 cookbook. Okay? It's from the 1800s. Uh. Titled, The Compendium of Cookery and Reliable Recipes. Next is a county-curated cookbook filled mm-hmm. by the women in the 40s that lived in the area. Mm-hmm. The last is a Fanny Farmer cookbook from the 19th century. Mm-hmm. Jill, we're going to have you start this. Why am first. I being punished? What did I do? What did what? I do? <laughs> um, nothing. You didn't talk to me enough. <laughs> oh, those county-curated cookbooks are the best. But I don't have a Fanny cookbook or the 1800 one. I hate you. Mm-hmm. I feel like a little tear's going to come out. <laughs> I had to. She's already just... got the creek crack and we just got started. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. Oh, I've also got the heartburn and the boob sweat. And oh, I'm no. also just filled with panic. <laughs> Put it on a brave face. Next time you call Nurse Jill, Nurse Jill's going to give you bad advice. <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh, okay, breathe. You got this. I don't. Oh, I'm gonna go with the county curated cookbook. They're okay. just so good. Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. my favorite. Birdie, what about you? Hundred percent county curated. Hundred percent. Yeah, they're just so good. Yeah, I and have, I'm gonna. Yeah, oh, I yeah. have a cookbook from the cafeteria ladies of Burnett High School. <laughs> oh, so good. With the square pizza and the chocolate sheet cake. Yes! Square pizza and that. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I am going to steal both of them so that I don't get diarrhea from being oh. so nervous. Of putting <laughs> Jill through that. I'm not keeping any of them. I'm just giving them straight to her. That's, yeah. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. Okay. That's- <laughs> yeah. You're like, here, right. have these. Mm-hmm. When I wrote you it, get I that glare rough. from me and you know that I'm just melting your insight. That's how I feel currently. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. All right. The last part of this is a bit of a time travel slash holy grail. What would you pick? pick. Uh oh. <laughs> if you could choose to have first picks at these places, which would it be? Would it be a general store? Pick whichever town oh. you'd like. The first Sears department store in Chicago in 1893. Or. <laughs> The home of an old secretary during the time of shorthand and all of those things. Oh, no. Birdie is now going to stab you. Yeah. This is how I have to do it for everybody. If I could kick in the shins. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's fair. It's really fair. Okay. So a general store, Mm -hmm. a Sears. Mm -hmm. The first ever brick and mortar Sears. Oh, my stars. I'm going to tell you. Sears, because did you know they made pencils? I picked some up last week. Oh. You have to have paper and the receipts. Mm-hmm. And it's it, you're walking into it as it stood, the original, right? So you can go that through would be 2022 eyes. 
the counters the uh-huh. and the paper behind the counters and the cash registers mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and all the things. And the books, the catalogs. The catalogs. Yes. Jill, <laughs> which one are you ransacking? I think I'm going to ransack the general store. Ooh. Mm-hmm. And Good. then we can all share. That's We all could cool. share. Yes. I'm going to the home of the old secretary. D- there oh, we go. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Then we Meet can all back share. here. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine? I like that's my dream is to empty out an old building. Like I really want to mm-hmm. find out who owns those old buildings in Burnett, so I can just go in. I just want to look at it. Yeah. Maybe. Just let me look. Just let me look, guys. Yeah. I'm not going to touch. I just want to look. Touch. Let her look. Yes. Guys. Let, let her me. in. Yeah. Please. Well, thank you for a wonderful wonderful episode Bertie this was incredible and leading up to it I was very excited and thank you for sharing so much of your collections here yeah. with us and as well as on Instagram it's just incredible you guys are amazing you're so fun and I'm still fangirling because I've just like <laughs> I've been some I'm nearly done with the entire 86 <gasps> or 87 episodes Thanks. almost because that's what I it takes me 45 minutes to get to work so y'all y'all are my ride to work every morning oh <laughs> we love a ride along <laughs> How yeah. do you take up the carpool lane? Y'all are so fun. I just was like, these girls are going to be my friends. I just know it. <laughs> Here you go. You lured us in with paper and then paramedic stories. I yeah. know. There we go. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This was tremendous. We thank really appreciate you it. Too. Wonderful. And we can't wait for everybody to just laugh along with us today. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to be like, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> That's the intent. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much, ladies. You are so welcome. To hear even more about the items we talk about today with Birdie, stick around for this week's Curio. This is, I think, the first time we've recorded the Curio Corner directly after the interview, because this is also the <laughs> shortest turnaround time for an episode in our history. Uh, yeah. 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 But I we're mean, doing it. We're doing it, and we'll see how this goes. Maybe we'll just start a new thing. Maybe. We'll see how it shakes out. First of all, my face hurts. Oh, my God. She was delightful. Delightful. And I, I knew about the little treasures. Yeah. And I, I didn't want, I was going to surprise you. I know. You like to but see my face. I do. <laughs> Surprised, mad. I know. Upset with me. Disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> so she was delightful. And I really do encourage, like, go look at her stuff. She has incredible things and ideas to, uh, you know, what to collect. And reach out to her. She loves to curate packages for people and things they like to yeah, collect. Yeah, you don't see that with a lot. Like I've not seen anyone that I've only there's only one other person that has reached out to mm-hmm. me to let me know what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Um to like find stuff for me. Mm-hmm. Uh so that's it's so like I don't know. Like that's the best of customer service right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Somebody who wants to do all the work for you. Yes. And you know like Ruth Rosenfield, she will curate things per the order of like the yeah. goodies she sends which I love, I love ephemera and I bought, um, earlier this year, I cannot remember who I bought it from. I think it was Shell's Vintage, was a box of ephemera. Mm-hmm. And it was a lot of really great stuff that I now include in like orders and different things like that. Right. It was, it's really just, it's a, such a great thing. And vintage paper like that, like, um, another person that we have, um, Julia Danielson in Sweden. Oh, yeah. Of Whiff and Poof Vintage. 
puts her packages are so cute with pieces of ephemera that she puts yeah, on Yeah, and them. I think that's such a great little like just a little surprise mm-hmm. like um Riley Darley Daly, she does the same thing mm-hmm. like she'll send like little cute like instant she knows like I'm Hawaiian and like that kind of stuff. It's always like something tropical or something. Yeah. It's really cute. It's really the best. And I was excited to have somebody on that does like strictly ephemera and collects that. Yeah, and we've not had that. Mm-mm. And yeah. Mm-mm. And I was naive to the term of ephemera before the show started. And so I was like, let's cover that first before we get into today's curio. The curio. So I I was like, what is ephemera? And the dictionary says ephemera is Things that exist or are used or enjoyed for only a short time. Advertising, business cards, uh, magazines, stamps, like all the stuff that you see that's supposed to be tossed. Literature, uh, like folding little booklets you get with things. Yeah, yeah. It's all considered ephemera. Oh. Advertising stuff, pamphlets. I mean, which makes sense. Christmas tags. Yeah. All of that postcards and it's also probably why you like it i love it and i've always loved it little i i mean now we know it makes sense yes you guys i wish we could have recorded the episode because her face the whole time the eyes would get big then get bigger and Mm -hmm. then get bigger yeah and her mouth would drop (laughs) which one of my tells you can either tell if i'm irritated if my eyebrows are above my glasses if they're up high or she's excited if the eye if it's matched with like a <gasps> <laughs> that's right but the one of the things i wanted to cover in the this portion the curio corner <laughs> is um about denison manufacturing company and this information is from the hollis Ar- archives which are through like the library at harvard mm-hmm. there's some stuff from the smithsonian archives and the farmingham history center which did you know that the Smithsonian archives, you can access them for ephemera? I did not. Catalogs. Really? There's all sorts of stuff. It was really cool. Oh. Yeah. So this is where we're going to switch things up a little bit this week. I'm we're excited. trying it out. So the Denison Manufacturing Company was a prominent paper company of the early 1900s. They manufactured consumer paper products such as wrapping paper, labels, crepe paper, tags, and greeting cards, and so much more. The company was founded in 1844 in Brunswick, Maine, with Aaron L. Denison and his father, Andrew Denison, leading the charge for paper. Aaron worked as a jeweler and he did not like the paper boxes for watches that they were receiving and thought, like any sane person, (laughs) I can do this better. (laughs) So he sold these boxes first in Boston and then in New York. So he started in Boston and then moved them to New York. And he must have made hella jewelry box money because he retired early and passed the business off to his brother, E.W. Dennison. Well, yeah. Anybody likes a good box. Yeah. Love a box. Love a good box. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so his brother, E.W. Dennison, brought many products life in the late 19th century. He has made the Dennison name one of the quality, and it was highly sought after. The boxes were made one by one and completely by hand. That's probably why he probably sold them for a pretty penny, because mm-hmm. he made by hand. Yeah. Um, as orders increased, something needed to change, so Dennison began looking into the mechanic mechanization of box making. 
introduced the machine and sped up the process tremendously. As the company grew, the Denison Company needed a new home and they set up a larger factory in Boston, Massachusetts. Which is just like to innovate a machine, like a piece of machinery to just make boxes. Yeah, you know, my husband, he's... He loves those machines, like the, like how is it made and like it's the factory. Oh, yeah. He loves that. He's a modern day Denison. Yeah. So Denison is responsible for some of the everyday things we know well today. And they expanded from jewelry boxes to cardstock tags for jewelry and jewelry tags. He noticed an inferiority to the shipping tags of the time and jewelry tags. They would fall apart. They wouldn't last very long. And so they reinforced the hole with a patented paper washer for stability and longevity. And this expanded the Denison Company into the textile and retail realm, okay? So they introduced gummed stationery. So she talks about the licking and sticking, right? right? right. They introduced that just after the Civil War for use on crates, boxes, and bags that were being shipped around the country. Another boom for the factory meant another move, this time to Roxbury in 1878. And they also inf- officially incorporated the Denison Manufacturing Company. Yeah, so in just 30 years of the company, they had grown and expanded to the manufacturing mentioned above, or mentioned by Sam. Mm-hmm. When E. When e. W. Denison passed in 1886, his son Henry took over as president. He was familiar with the business as he ha- um, had already been working with his father. His uh, remaining time was short-lived, though. Henry uh, resigned in 1869 due to poor health. Never fear, though. <laughs> Henry 2.0 jumped in. What's up? Henry 2.0. <laughs> Henry K. Dyer, he took over as president right after Henry resigned. Um Henry 2.0 consolidated the factories to Farmingham, Massachusetts. He moved all the operations, which included the box division, wax and crepe paper, labels and tags, all were moved to the recently purchased Para Para Rubber Company plant. The move was completed in 1898 and sectioned into five manufacturing areas. The new factory housed everything the company needed to operate from offices to manufacturing. Which was insane. Like the Could Im- you imagine we're like, we're all we're all going, guys. Yeah. And Come they on. had like the retail section, so retail tag manufacturing and wholesale manufacturing and advertising and a showroom all in this plant. <laughs> I'm like, like, how fucking big was this thing? First like, of all, I know. they're like, how how many acres do you need? Like yeah. 10? Oh, you know, like probably like 100, 100 acres. Yeah. So fun fact, they merged with, because when I was looking this up, there is also an Avery Denison, which owns or was started the Avery Label Company. Okay. <laughs> Every time in a curio corner, I'm like, who would have thought? So the Avery Corporation and Denison Manufacturing, it was purchased, they merged in 1990. And all of the production was moved from Farmingham, Massachusetts to California. I feel bad for the person who was like, probably like with them the longest. And you're like, I am not fucking moving again. Coast to coast. Damn it. No. I just got settled. Literally. I've been to four (laughs) different towns for this goddamn tag company. So for almost 100 years, they were in Farmingham. And you can learn more about by visiting either in person or online the Farmington, Farmingham History Center, which is where Birdie had her stuff authenticated and she's going to go instead of a spa day. Bad bitch. (laughs) I had to snap. That's like, 
take that facial. <laughs> I shove know. it. I'll take I'll take your spot A mm. if you don't want it. Mm-hmm. Just so you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so a couple of the other things, kind of, because we didn't get into them. So to wrap it up, no pun intended. <laughs> Here are some of the things that they made. Now, this information I found on the Smithsonian's website, and they have um, archive lists of catalogs and advertising material, not just for the Denison Company, but for lots of companies. I mean, they are the Smithsonian. They are the goddamn <laughs> Smithsonian. So here are some of the things that the Denison Manufacturing Company made. They made crepe and tissue paper. Also, instructional booklets for decorating with crepe and tissue paper for parades. So you can thank them Aww. for parade floats. Weddings, holidays, and artificial flowers. I don't know if you guys have ever seen like those videos that go around Facebook that are like from the BBC where it shows like silk flower manufacturing. Yeah. So that was you could make paper flowers. Now, the box of chenille pipe cleaners that I bought could have also been used with Denison crepe paper to make the flowers. Mm. They made place cards, greeting cards, decorations, confetti, napkins, game pieces, tags, labels, eyelets, punches, boxes, paper clips, card holders, sealing wax sets, adhesive, and so much more. They had party books with games, decorations. Good Lord. They really covered all the bases. They, they. I mean, who else was doing it? Nobody. Nobody. Might as well. And they ran from that time until 1990. So almost 100 years running as this paper company that started from jewelry watch boxes. So if you don't feel like you're doing anything with your life, reinvent the wheel and start a wheel business or something <laughs> like that. Maybe you just haven't found your box. Just yet. keep doing it. Yeah. Keep trying. So that was, that was Miss Birdie of Feed the Birdies. Delightful. She was delightful. Yeah. I'll put her in my pocket. Me too. I just, it was so great. I can it's just, great to be back. Here's the thing. It is great to be back, but I see you two going into any kind of infam. I'll be like, I will see you guys in mm-hmm. two days. Mm-hmm. Just call me if you need snacks or hydration. I'll come. I was come just going to say you're bringing snacks and drinks for yeah, us. Yeah, I'll just like I'll just come. Make sure yeah. you haven't like you need a potty or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a great plan. I'll find you good stuff. Yeah, I mean I'm not worried. Y'all will do the work for me. This is I'll true. Just, I'll just sit so and keep make us sure. fed. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and probably sunscreen for me. I I feel like I'm gonna get you one of those um, hat umbrella uh-huh. things. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, neck cooler fans. Yeah. Neck cozy thing. And Uh like, yeah, I just put ice packs all over you. You think this is a joke that we just make? No, I literally. No, she literally cannot. It makes me. I can't. I'm not made for it. No, Mm -mm. no. Like, no, no. We might have to go in the fall. That sounds better. The fall is actually quite nice. The summer, I may just be an asshole the entire time. You know, everybody in Texas is an asshole during the summer because it's so fucking hot. (laughs) Oh, I'll get ready for it. Anyways, thank you all for listening to us week after week and joining us here on this wild vintage and antique ride. We really appreciate it. We really do. We really do. But we got to go. Be sure to check out all of the links and photos posted and spoken about on today's episode at themothballprophecies.com and stay in touch with us on Instagram at themothballprophecies.original. As always, I truly hope that you find some good shit. And I hope you're looking under the tables and sitting down and digging. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you better. Do it. Bye. See ya. Bye.